0: Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or a challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance, and new perspective. I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 219. Today's interview is all about not letting any label define you. I love this topic. I love this guest. So tune in and Stick around to the very end. Welcome to today's interview. I have brought on Nathan Todd. Nathan, welcome.
1: Hey, Heather. Uh, Thank you for bringing me on. I can't wait to have this conversation and uh, change some perceptions for people.
0: I know. And honestly, you are one of the interviews I've been anxiously, truthfully waiting for because I love your message and I love what you're about. And so I can't wait to dive in. But before we do that, please give listeners a little background. Um, Where do you live and what do you do?
1: So I live in South Carolina, and I am a coach. And what I coach people into is taking adaptive action. And what I've found in working with people is the main thing that holds each and every one of us back, myself included, is the labels that we choose or that other people choose for us to wear and we accept them and oftentimes they're the label of I'm not good enough. (laughs) I'm stupid. I can't do that. And that's what leaves people feeling stuck and feeling like there's a lot of scarcity out there And they aren't able to move into possibility.
0: Right. And that, I mean, that is such a powerful message. But I don't think a lot of people, do you believe they even realize that they're being held back? By number one, it's the stories they play on repeat in their head. And you're right. its I know your whole premise is that no label should define you. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you could go even deeper, like where did this start from? And then, you know, I want you to share, I want you to share more of your background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So asking that question was great because I think it started before I even personally realized it. Like, I think this is something that has been within me since I was born because I was born eight weeks premature, um, and I had a brain bleed when I was born. And so that caused me to have a disability called cerebral palsy that has impacted me my whole entire life. It's played roles on what I can actually physically do, um, and it's played roles on what I thought I could do based on society's perception of what you're supposed to be capable of with Mm. a disability with cerebral palsy. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about the idea that nobody else should be able to define uh, what I do, what you do. You should strive to define that everyday day. yourself. And that's not easy because I can tell you from my 10 years before I ever started this entrepreneur journey, I would see people with disabilities every day. And that's the story they would say. These are all the things I can't do. They couldn't tell me anything that they could do because nobody else had told them what they could do, and they never focused on that, they would always say, here's what I'm not able to do. And so imagine if that's your story every day.
0: They were stuck in this story of limitation because that's what external people and circ- circumstances told them was possible. hmm but a lot of people, whether you're disabled or not, a lot of people live under that. You know, people yes. have uh, very controlling and demanding bosses and, and that belittle people. So, I mean, it happens in all walks of life, not just disabled. But coming from your perspective, something that you shared with me and I was like, damn, I, w- I, I didn't see that view. But you said people who, you know, live with disability, the world is not designed for you. Yeah. The
1: world is not designed for you. And honestly, I think it's not only just people with disabilities. I think everybody at some point is walking around thinking, well, this is not (laughs) this is not designed for me to be doing this. And um, but specifically from the point of view of being disabled. Um, a lot of things just physically aren't made for it to be accessible or easy to use when, let's say, you're using a wheelchair. um, There's a lot of places in the world where you still can't get into and that just plays a huge impact on What is possible for you? Because if all your friends are going to a place and you can't get into it, then that means you can't be in a relationship with your friends. And then you feel like, oh man, every time we do anything, it's all around what I'm able to get into. And that's a lot of pressure. If you're sitting there thinking, Every time we do anything, it's all about me if I'm going to be involved. Because that's what the conversation is in somebody's head.
0: Yeah. So you're, you're constantly reminded that you're different. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so something you shared with me, a turning point, because you could live in this story and this limitation mm-hmm. for the rest of your life if that's what you chose. But this part of the story that I want to share is that anybody else living in this label-defined limitation story, you were able to turn this around. So now, take us to that point of your life. What happened, and and then I, I you know, I want to talk where you are now.
1: Yeah. So the biggest turning point for me, um, I always say, your adversity is your advantage. And so me living with cerebral palsy, uh, for example, it gives me an opportunity to speak to you. It gives me an opportunity to share about the bigger picture of disability in general terms with all these people around the world based on what I do now. And the turning point, I think, was honestly when I was in the gym uh, about I guess four years ago now was when I first started and I started for myself and then I realized I had a what I felt was an obligation to change what people saw and thought about what it looked like to live with a disability. So In the fact that people would come up to me and say, How are you doing this? You're doing more than all these guys who are coming in here bodybuilding. Like you have more dedication (laughs) than they have. And it was all based in my mind around the idea that somebody could see me in there and it changes what's possible for them just by seeing me, even if they never talked to me. Um, And one of the first people I ever worked with was a kid who also had cerebral palsy. And all he wanted to do was go to the gym. I'm like, dude, I'm not a certified trainer, but I can tell you everything that I did. And based on, your disability, we have a lot of similarities. And the greatest story I think I've ever heard was the fact that he did one exercise with his dad that his dad didn't think was possible. And he said, I did it. And my dad started crying.
0: And that's so powerful. So you've been leading by example.
1: Yeah. I think that's the only way to lead.
0: But so... Didn't you share before though isn't your mom somebody that has always been there to mentor you and and okay so share about mom and what was mom's messaging
1: uh, It was like this is what we got so you're going to live with this far after I'm gone and you we need to figure out how to work this To your advantage, we need to figure out uh, what you can do, what you can't do. Because in reality, there are things that I can't do. Like, I just physically can't do. But it never stopped from figuring that out. Um, And it was always um, like when you're in school and you have a disability, you go to all these meetings. And a lot of times, kids don't show up to the meetings until they're much older, they're in high school. And my mom made me go to my meetings when I was in elementary school, because she said, these meetings are about you, so you need to be there. Even if you don't say anything, she would make me say things. (laughs) She would always make me talk, but she said, Even if you don't say anything, you're going to be there because it's about you. And I don't want people talking about you and you're not involved in the conversation.
0: So were the meetings empowering and, or, I mean, what were they about? (laughs) No.
1: Um, So I think when you're, or I'll just speak as myself, when I was that young, I don't think I grasped the whole of the situation. I was like, okay, this is just something we do every year. Um, but they're about the accommodations I would get in school. Okay. That would make uh, my educational experience better for me and allow me to um, do my best in school. Um, and just so everybody knows I graduated college. A lot of people find that amazing. Um, <laughs> but without those types of meetings and the accommodations, that would have been very, very difficult to do. Um, and looking back, I think it, it's empowering when you look back. Like in the process I was just doing what I knew I needed to do, but without those meetings, I probably wouldn't be able to get up in front of people and talk. Um, When I was really, really young, she had me be a ambassador for the March of Dimes. And so she would get up and she would give all these speeches to all these moms and dads of premature kids but I would be up there with her and I think that again just being a part of that all I had to do was look good <laughs> but I think being a part of that also shapes kind of where I am now um, the fact that she knew that she had an opportunity to impact people through, uh, again, her story of being a parent of this kid with a disability. And now I feel a similar pull, specifically mm-hmm. when it comes to young kids with disabilities, because I was that kid. And I know so much is uh, possible that they don't even see it.
0: And so I love that you have been able to turn this all around and, and come from the perspective of all of this has happened for you. Mm-hmm. So what is your mission and your message today?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's so interesting. Even from our previous conversation, it's been shifting this whole entire time. Like I've been really focused on eradicating loneliness, uh, these past couple of months. And, and now, if I had one word to describe what I was doing, it would be perception. Like, I am a perception changer. I am somebody who, my drive, anytime you listen to me, is to help you change your perception of yourself. In any area where you're like, okay, somebody told me I'm not good enough. I believe that. Get on the phone with me and let's talk about what that looks like because that's BS. And you're way more capable than my label that I give you. If you can pick your own label and you believe that label and you know within your heart, like it came from your heart, you're not going to be able to be stopped because it's going to be way bigger than just you. So I change perceptions.
0: I love that. And something you said there is, I believe most people think labels are a negative meaning to be labeled something as negative. But you're turning that around that a label can actually be something positive the way you label yourself. Do you have a couple examples of... How you, yeah. quote, label yourself in a, in a positive light?
1: <laughs> so when I first started, again, like I said earlier, it was in the gym, right? And I had a friend at one time, uh, we were at this event, and I was at the podium, and he said, there's the muscle motivator.
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, hmm. That's, that's catchy. I like that. I, I can get behind that. And I, everybody thinks it's about fitness, but it's not about fitness. It's about finding the thing that motivates you to take the action in your life that you want. It's about, being motivated in your health, being motivated in your uh, relationships, being motivated in whatever areas of your life you want to be. So, and I ran from that label and it's recently, it's like a little dog. It's been following behind me being like, okay, guy, I'll just be here when you turn around and you get back to, this being a part of your story Mm -hmm. and like people call me all the time and they're like, Oh, it's the muscle motivator. I'm like, no, don't call me that. but it's, it's something that's, that's stuck and it is a positive label to me. Um, The other one that's going to be divisive is the word disability (laughs) because people don't, Uh, often like to use the word disability. They say differently abled. They say uh, different abilities, all these other terms. And I'm like, to me, disability is not bad. Disability represents courage. It represents strength. I, I mean, it can be one of the most powerful words that, you can ever use and here's the reason why me personally i don't always like the other labels because when there are kids out there that don't even like to use the word disability when they go and they apply for programs that they're eligible for and they don't even want to use the word They don't even know that they're eligible for them and it could support them in being the best version of themselves. And they don't know because they say, I don't have a disability. Yeah. Disability is not bad.
0: And that's, you're right. It all ties back into that whole perception. So,
1: yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Even if you are somebody who uses those other terms that's what you choose to use I can't be mad at you for wanting to use those all I can say is here's my perspective on why I would use this word
0: I love that okay so then question for you what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from today's conversation
1: that All of this can change like that. You, if you're sitting there and right now the label you're wearing is the label that I like to call the supposed to be label. And you're thinking, I'm supposed to be in a relationship. I'm supposed to have this kind of job. I'm supposed to live here. I'm supposed to do this because I'm this old. I. that's a made-up story that, for the most part, is, my guess, being led by something that somebody else told you. And when you live life by the expectations of somebody else, you lose. You lose because you don't know the rules of that game because it's not your game. You lose because... When you live by somebody else's label, then your boundaries aren't your boundaries. And you just, you can't win because you don't know what winning even looks like. Because when you get to where you thought you were supposed to be, you're going to be very disappointed. You're going to be like, this isn't even what I wanted. That's
0: a serious truth bomb right
1: there. Yeah. You don't want to live in a space where you get to the end of something and you're like uh, the old adage of you climbed the ladder all the way to the top, but it was on the wrong wall. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And, And look, To this point, me personally, I'm not where I want to be. As a coach, as a leader, I'm not 100% where I want to be. But I can tell you one thing from this whole journey to this point right now, I wouldn't change a thing because I know that this is what I've been called to do. And I know that by someone hearing this or anything else that I do, if some kid comes behind me and they do it a hundred times better, but the only way they do it is because they saw something that I did, that's the point. Yeah. The point is to create like this is a movement. this isn't about a business. This is a movement that is about you can live. Whatever label you want to live. Look, if you want to make a lot of money, tell people you want to make a lot of money. If that's what you really want, put that out there. (laughs) It's not bad. You might think that it's bad. But if you're thinking that right now, I want you to say, I want to make a lot of money. Because making a lot of money means I impact more people. It means I bring my vision to life faster. So what do you want?
0: Yeah, I think that's great for reflection and for listeners to really, really take in. I would like to wrap up this interview. I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Yeah. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by?
1: Be patient, be diligent, and never, never quit.
0: I love that. Patience is, oh, I'm still freaking learning.
1: (laughs) And... Here's why I chose those words. Because when you're up to big things, you have to be patient. You have to give it time. And you have to realize it's going to take time to to do things and and figure out if it's actually what you want to do. Diligence means you have to show this thing. So for me, I have to be able to show no label defines me, care. Diligence is all about care. So you have to choose something that you absolutely care about to make it work. And never, never quit. Like there's people on both sides of that thing. At times, people will tell you, you got to know when to quit. But I think if it's really the thing you are called to do, you can't quit on what you've been called to do. I actually believe that when you have your calling that the only way that you know that it's over is you die. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Second question for you. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend?
1: So I am currently reading unstoppable by Craig Valentine. And I love this because he talks a lot about getting over anxiety and he tells it from his story and he gives ways that he uh, overcame that. And uh, because I've been focused on loneliness, it's really resonated with me because it's a lot about the same type of stuff the same things that we go through um, when we are missing the connection with our true authentic self. So um, that's what I'm currently reading.
0: Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Yeah. So as I sit here right now, I would tell them to take, risk earlier. Take risk earlier. And now looking back, uh, the American dream is changing. It's not about the house, the kids and all that. It's changing. So don't live up to somebody else's idea of what your life should look like. In quotes.
0: For sure. Nathan, I love your story. I love what you're doing and keep blazing that trail.
1: Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content. And my website, HeatherHakes.com. I'll catch you on the next.